dead air. Oh, dead I'm, air. Oh man, I'm I'm so excited. I'm yeah. tickled. I heard tickled. I'm tickled. What's tickling you? I'm I'm tickled that we're recording again after what four months something like that. Five it's months? been it's been it's been re- years. It's been years. It's been lots of lots of time. Ugh. Many moons have passed. Jesus Christ! <laughs> between yeah. our last recording and this, but here we are. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Yeah, I'm Bill, and I'm Haley, and welcome to Bored to, to Death. Death. Nice, nailed it. A fist bump. <laughs> yeah, little fist bump. <laughs> yeah. So what's what are we going to be discussing tonight, Bill? Uh, so we're going to talk about Era of Kingdoms, which is a doesn't really roll off the tongue quite well. But mm-hmm. it is a mixture of a Settlers of Catan and Dominion had a baby. Yeah, yeah. I think so. that's what we said about it when we played it. Yeah. Right. It, 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 <laughs> who's dying? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about uh, Candace Montgomery. I believe it's Candace Montgomery. Um, the candy lady. The last, time, the last time we recorded, I believed I said I was going to highlight yeah uh this she is she is not in fact the victim she is in fact the uh murderer the culprit the culprit suspect uh so we the suspect so we will be discussing that case um because a few months ago when we did record last i was in the middle of watching hulu's special called candy candy and it was about candace montgomery randy in Texas, <laughs> in Texas. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Are you ready awesome. to go? Sure. So why don't you start us off? Oh, 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 oh! Yeah. oh. What, what are we drinking? What are you drinking? Well, well, Bill. Last night. Noob. Yeah. <laughs> last night I got. We didn't drink all week, right? We had no alcohol because you were teaching. It was my first week back at work from maternity leave. Woot woot. Yep. Hooray for working moms. Girl boss. Um, (laughs) but um it was kind of a long week and so we didn't drink and then on friday i drank like a whole bottle of wine made up for it and i made up for it so i woke up this morning at 5 50 with our son very hungover god bless you and so better you than me and the whole day the whole day like i felt fine pretty much the whole day except for this morning i felt like dog duty but um Oh, yeah. I I was like, you know what? Should I have a glass of wine? Should I should I drink today? Because it's Saturday, and I'm like hanging out. It's spicy. And then I was like, you know what? No, alcohol just doesn't sound good to me. So I'm I'm having um, our tea. It's the Yogi Kava Kava tea, and it tastes like October. It does. It it's tastes cinnamon-y. so good. It's kind of sweet. You know, like a lot mm-hmm. of tea is just bitter and doesn't taste super good. Yeah, it's super This tea is just, it is just a cup of sunshine. Yeah, it's like it's got fucking sugar in it's it. It's got something. a little, it's got to have like honey or sugar or something because it's sweet. Yeah. Anyway. I got to trim my mustache. It's what? driving me nuts. Um, I am drinking Oktoberfest. You're drinking St. Arnold's Oktoberfest. Oh, and it's delicious. It's malty. Because, it's because, and because. I'm just reading the label. That's well, what now it says. that it's. Now that it's August, it's officially Halloween season. Yeah, <laughs> even it's though the it's end of August. <laughs> even though it's still ten bajillion degrees outside. Yeah, I, we might become those people that you know, like you, they hang like their fucking Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving even starts. We might become those those Halloween. People. We're those. Ha- we are one hundred percent those Halloween at people. At end of August, they go right up. Do you know how badly 
every single time September or October rolls around and I go into any home decor store, Target or otherwise, I want to buy all of the Halloween stuff. I always want to buy like a shitload of it. But then I'm like, I, I go up to it and I go, do I love this? And does I'm like, it's ki- I'm like, yeah, does this spark joy? And it always sparks joy. But then I look at the price tag and I'm like, I can't justify spending twenty nine ninety nine on this tiny little pumpkin. Yeah, this piece of fucking plastic. So I can't do it. Like, so we have like one box of Halloween decorations. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, and it's fine, and it's, it's fine. fine. It is. So anyway, it's festive. It's, festive. it's light. It's so playful. we're both kind of having fall. beverages yeah and it's wonderful so bill why don't you start off by telling us a little bit let's roll into this um so we're going to be discussing i'm also a little sleepy i am sleepy too (laughs) um so era of kingdoms is a game that came out on kickstarter i was about to say like two years ago or something yeah it's a, a kickstarter yeah we were at the uh deer park house and we um I saw it come up. I don't know if it was advertised to me, if it was someone told me about it, but yeah. Like, do you remember the like genesis of like what made you want to become a contributor to the game? You mean a backer on Kickstarter? Backer, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, there's. It's basically like when you say that, it's just like, do you remember like what? what yeah, like what prompted you to, to want what, to, like, to to like buy it? Yeah. Um, they advertised it kind of like that, where it's like best of both worlds like Settlers of Catan and Oh, they advertised it like that. Yeah, kind of. Oh. If I remember correctly. Oh, that's and I was interesting. like, oh, I like Catan. And then I looked at it and I, they had a video of how to play it. And I was like, okay. You're like, Haley cool. will do that with me. Yeah. <laughs> that is something I, like, I could looks... convince her to do. Yeah, I was like, this looks awesome. Yeah. Um, and like the rules like looked cool. I liked the artwork, at least the original direction of the artwork that they went with. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll buy it. I think it was like 30 bucks or something like that. So pretty light in the pocketbook. Yeah. Um, but so what Era of Kingdoms is, is it's a, every player starts with a, a tableau or something like that. I don't know. It's basically just a card mat that has, a, it's a three by three grid. In the middle of it is like your little town center, like your little village area. And then you have um, eight surrounding tiles around it where you can place cards. Each player draws from one of three decks, the basic, uh, intermediate, and then the advanced deck, and they're, each deck gets smaller as you increase in, in advancement. Um, but you start in the basic age, quote-unquote, um, and you each player draws five cards, and you can do, um, whenever you take your turn, you can have three actions, and then you can discard excess cards from your hand, and then you draw up to five. So if I played three cards, i.e. placed down three cards like onto my tablet or my little playmat area. Um, I can then discard one card or two cards, the rest of my hand, and then draw up to five. Mm-hmm. Or if I only played my three action cards, I'm going to hold on to two. I can then draw three more cards to get my hand back up to five. And then players take it in turn going back and forth to do that. Um, and then once you have uh, upgraded your cards, so your little plots of land, like your wheat fields, your forests, your mountains, and all that kind of shit, up to um, level two, you then advance to the intermediate age. So much burping. Always burping yeah, I'm, with I'm you. Gassy. Well, just a gassy. Just a gassy boy. Yeah, you know, it's Oktoberfest, you know? It's, <laughs> it's light. It's playful. It's not light or playful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and instead of placing uh, lands and stuff like that, 
or upgrading them on your little tablet. There's also a place on the right hand side where you can place up to three like I guess like worker cards or people cards. Mm -hmm. People cards. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Schmeeples. Schmeeples. We used yes. to call them that. Yeah. People. More like sheeple. Sheeple. Yeah. We called them sheeple. Yeah. Um, like bakers and smiths and rangers and all that kind of crap. It's a, if in case you can, can't tell, it's a medieval-esque type of game. Um, I wonder if the people listening, the no people listening, can hear our dishwasher draining in the oh, background. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, continue. Um, it's great radio. It's super great radio. The, uh, um, and in order to pay for these upgrades... Like the basic cards, you can just play, place down as one of your three actions, like no problem. Um, there's also, uh, when you upgrade them though, you have to pay for those upgrades. And generally when you upgrade a card or a little plot of land or something like that, it gains, it gives you additional resources. So it'll make your quote unquote money back, but each card provides a certain type of resource, whether that's uh, food, like food, wood, stone, or, or like iron ore or um, wood. Either. Either wood. Yeah. And the... Uh, and that's the very Catan-esque... Yeah, aspect of part it. Part of it. And it's not like it's a finite resource that like, you know, once you use that land to purchase or upgrade something for that turn, that's it. Like, no, they continuously provide that resource. So you can play and upgrade multiple cards per turn, which I kind of like about that that aspect um there's no like note taking or any of that kind of crap um and then once you get to the intermediate age you then like place a little castle or town center or something like that in your middle of your tablet or little playing mat and then you get to draw a card from the intermediate deck and then upgrade your cards even further until you get three of the two, level two or level three plots upgraded areas mm -hmm. and then you can go to the advanced age and then when you draw your advanced card instead of some of your basic cards or intermediate cards, that's when things get really spicy and you get to draw like festival cards where it's like, hey, like poke the other player in the eyeball or, you know, like you get to upgrade um, two things for free. Two um, things? Like two like plots of land. Yeah. You know, they're just very, right. very powerful cards. I can't think of can what you, they do. Can you remind me how you win the game? What is the objective? I forget. So as you upgrade your cards, um, on the bottom right-hand side, some of the upgrades, like in the in intermediate and the advanced stage, will have victory points That's on right. That's right. I remember. Yeah. And so um, in the advanced age... It's like the first one to a certain number, yes? No. Like in the advanced stage, like once a player draws like the Enlightenment Age card or that's whatever... That's right. That's there's when the like game a, ends. That's why... That's right. I forgot. There's like a card in the deck that's basically like, the yep. game's over. Yep. Game's over. Um, and Which then, I think is great. Yeah, and then people just like count up like how many victory point cards they have. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Like you can actually see like the actual um, progression of your little kingdom as you mm -hmm. go from like little untamed woods and little plots of shitty fields to then like you know upgrade them to like lumber camps and windmills and then like in the advanced age like you're then upgrading them like oh no like now I have you know, like scholars and I have architects and advanced kind of people cards to play. <laughs> I don't uh, know what's, why that's, this is coming into my mind. But you know, remember that part in, uh, oh God, uh, brave, 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 brave. Sarah. Monty Python. Monty Python. Thank you. Uh, the part where he's like, 
<laughs> they're not all covered in shit. <laughs> that makes me think of. It must yeah, be the king of England. Yeah, it must be a king. What? <laughs> what makes you say that? He's not covered in shit. Yeah, he's got shit all over him. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's what it's making me think of. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He hasn't got shit all over him. Um, but yeah. Anyway. And, and then uh, there's other aspects of the game too, which is pretty cool. Like, uh, you each player starts with like two riches cards, which are just like treasure cards basically. And as part of as part of when you're one of your actions, but not an action in and of itself, you can give a riches card or a treasure card to another player to use one of their resources that they have. So if Haley for the turn for just that for the turn. yeah just for that turn only, um, pretty handy to use if you're in a pinch and you really want to upgrade some cards, but you don't have the resources to do so, but your opponent does. And um, the kicker for that is that the um, the richest cards also give you one victory point, so you have to be kind of careful about how you spend them. That's right. Or get rid of them. There's also um, some like plagues that you can cast or like throw down on the board. That's right. That like infect your lumber. Or... Yeah, they like give yeah. you negative. Yeah, they give you all sorts of debuffs, like negative victory points, like negative resource, mm-hmm. and all sorts of nasty shit. Um, and then there's also like attacking. So some of the people cards like have attack and defense values to them, and and um, if you you can play a card like called a raid or a simple attack or like a siege or like massive assault. There's like a bunch of different cards that you can play as one of your three actions that attacks all of the other players that are involved in the game, and any player that you defeat, i.e., if you have more cards that have a higher number of attack value than they have of a defense value. Um, or cards with a defense value, then you get to take one of their riches cards. And it's really interesting to, and cool to see, I think, in like three or four player games when you do that, because you attack everyone at the same time, so you can get more riches cards, mm. um, which is more victory points. Right. So it's a little bit more of a value than just, you know, you and I just like tit, going tit for tat, just dicking with each other, yeah, stealing a riches card one at a time. And no, we've, we've only ever played this game with each other, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, Stephen. Oh, you played did. it with you played it with Stephen yeah, once. Yeah, okay. we, we 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 played it with him one time. It was at that restaurant oh. by their house, that pizza place that just opened up. Did we? Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't remember I think that. Eli was there, but he didn't play. He was just drinking beer, like making fun of us, fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember we started playing this game during the pandemic. We started playing it. A lot of games during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean that's really what we did, right? Because oh yeah, Rowan would Rowan was such a good sleeper. Like we'd put him down for the night, and we were. It's like that's it. Yeah, sweet done. God, what a good kid. You know, he's a great kid. He's a wonderful kid. Yeah. But yeah, no, I remember when we when we first started playing this game, I was a little confused by it, like at first, but I really quickly picked it up. Um, yeah. and I feel like. Um, it's definitely not a game that you, I mean, if you're a novice player, this is from my perspective, right? Like as a, somebody who's not a big, um, gamer, I guess, novice player. Um, it took me mm, a few, I'd say five games to get actually like good and like start winning. I think it took. Like at the end of the second game, it like clicked for you, and then after like the third or fourth game, you're like, I was getting good. Yeah, yeah, like because I know I beat you at this game a few oh, times. Yeah. 
Like, I feel times. like, I feel like I used to like want to play this game because it, it, well, it, I liked it, right? Because it's like a mixture between Catan and Dominion. Yeah. And, um, I, it, it makes a lot more sense to me. And I was saying this to you today. I like these kinds of games that like, you're, you're, I mean, I know you're comparing apples to oranges here, but I like these deck building games significantly more than any tabletop role-playing, you know, miniatures game simply yeah. because I don't have to stand. <laughs> I don't have to get up. I can stay in the seated position. Yeah. Right? I buy that. Um, it's yeah. A modern, it's a modern luxury. I got to tell you, it, it, it's, it, it sets it over the edge for me yeah. that I can just beat the shit out of you and not uh, get my ass out of the chair. It's great. It's good stuff. I, out of my ass out of the chair. I got, another thing I really like about this game is that like your whole like repertoire, your whole like basket of eggs is like visually very easy to locate. So like all of your resources are very easily like visually accessible. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you can right there in front of you. Yeah, there everything's everything available to you is right there in front of you and you can very quickly count. Yeah. Um so you don't have there's very you don't have to do any sort of memorizing or really paying much attention. I mean, you should pay attention to what the other players doing and how far ahead they are of you, but um, you don't have to necessarily do that. Keep super duper close eyes on yeah <laughs> what I'm, the other person doing. Yeah, I'm gonna put that quote on a placard. And be like, don't pay attention to what your opponent's doing, Haley Ford. Yeah, ignore your opponent. It's a life. It's a life skill. Your biggest opponent is yourself. <laughs> Haley Ford. That, that reminds me. Let me read, read to you the cheesy line that's on mm. my tea bag. Accept the challenge you are facing. It may become your greatest gift. Jesus Christ! Coffee keeps me going until it's acceptable to drink wine. Don't talk to me until I've had my morning abortion. <laughs> Follow the reductress. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Anyway, okay, so other thing. So other th- can I thing. talk about... Yeah, go for it. I mean, I kind of already segued into it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I really like that the game is like a mixture between Dominion and uh, Catan, mm-hmm. and that everything is very visually pleasing. The art is really nice. I actually yeah. very much like looking at it. It's pleasant. Uh-huh. Um, I like the organization of it, I guess, um, how all of the... You know, I like that there's a mat that it sits on. Like, it kind of helps me to keep track of everything, like where things should be and should go, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things I don't like. (sighs) Did it ever feel like it, like any part of this hadn't been thought out to you? Like, because it was a a Kickstarter, Kickstarter. did any of this ever feel like, oh, they didn't really think that one through? Because to me, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't be able to I identify don't that. Think so. When you read the rules, like when you actually like read the like read the rule book, it's some of the things leave a little bit to be desired in terms of the explanations. Like, they, but they over-explain in the rule book things that are like really fucking simple. Mm. 
Interesting. Okay. But the more complicated, nuanced stuff, like they just kind of write the rules and they don't like give you an example. It's kind mm-hmm. of strange. They do the like the opposite of what you would expect. Yeah. There are also like, no, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, um, I can't think of any like hard and fast reasons why I don't like this game. Um, granted, we haven't played in. We played last night to kind of refresh our memories, but remember, I was quite inebriated, so I was pretty much not participating. Um, However, uh, I don't remember being, maybe I, I think sometimes I would get a little frustrated with the game when it was like really difficult and based on chance being able to move up to the intermediate cards Mm, or the advanced cards. Like sometimes like you just kept pulling these piece of shit cards. Do you remember that? Like, like I would be like, what the fuck? Like, why can't I get like a good card? Like I, like you were way ahead of me. I do remember this happening where like when I was good at this game once upon a time and I just like could not get past. Yeah. I was like in the advanced stage and you were still stuck in the basic. Yeah. I was still stuck in the basic uh, being level ba- being a basic bitch yeah and basic i couldn't broad. get out of it and it wasn't it was almost like it wasn't my fault like i just kept like pulling shit cards yeah so pluses and minuses around mm-hmm. the the chance of stuff like that happening with this game yeah. right like it i mean that's what a lot of card games are like right like you have it's based in chance however sometimes you can just pull like shitty cards over and over and over again. Yeah. That's, so that that's gets frustrating. Happened. I'd be curious to see what the statistics are on that. Like how often games like that would happen to us. Cause that was like the, we've probably played this game like five or six times and that's it. Like, no, we used to play this game a lot during the pandemic. Really? Yes. We used to oh. play it a lot. Well, was there more, more than one instance of that ever happening? Because it happened to me, I if feel it, like, but yeah, it's not to, that bad. Like, I, was about I, think to I, I think I barely got to the intermediate age. I think it only long. happened to me once, maybe you once or twice. So yeah. um, I don't think it happens too often, but it, you know, when it does happen, it's pretty frustrating because, I mean, is, is it a design flaw or is it just weird chance? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... That's a downside, I would say, about this game. Anything else? No, not particularly. That's fucking it. I like the game. I do. I think it's a solid game. Fun to play. Easy to learn. That's that's what that's what we really need to go back and we'll have an episode. When you asked me my gut, guess what you think I would get? I said eight. Wow. I rated it an eight. Wow, you are being really positive for someone who's hungover and tired. I'm not hungover anymore. That was just this morning. I've had no alcohol, so I am yeah. I am fully charged up. You sound charged. I'm I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm so tired. However, <laughs> you're purple and tired. I am purple and tired. My hair is purple, and I am tired. Mm. But I'm always tired, like Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. Always tired. Always tired. I have two children. I'm always tired. Oh my god. Aren't you? Aren't you always tired? Yeah, I'm pretty fucking exhausted. Twenty-five-seven. Yeah. 25 25 You know, you just learn as a parent, you just learn how to function tired all the time. You're just tired all the yeah. time. That's how it oh, works. How are you doing? I'm tired. I'm tired, but I'm not good. Yeah, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. fine. It's okay. Everything's fine. It's okay. It's all right. You know. You know, you get enough sleep to function, yeah. and that's uh, that's about it. Well, I probably would sleep a lot better if I wouldn't drink so fucking much. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that like... would help. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Anyway, anyway so right. t- give us your I, spiel. I want to have an episode where we go through every single I know, episode. you've said this. Yeah, and you rate. You give the ratings on, like, the games. Rate! 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 <laughs> Statutory rate! Yeah. Okay. Um, so, plus... Now, nah, I'll talk about the... Don't, I'll talk about don't, the, the okay, you get, you get yeah, five minutes, talk about the good sir. Stuff. Okay, the good stuff, it's a compact game. The art is very pleasing to the eye. I don't know who the fucking artist was. The art, it pleases me. The art, it pleases me. <laughs> um, it's, it, you know, it's pleasant, nice to look at art. It's nothing like a crazy fancy. They're not like Magic the Gathering like artwork, you know, but it's, it's good for a game. Um, it was really cheap. I think it is still cheap to buy. Like it's an affordable game. Really? I thought. I feel like you spent a lot of money to back this game. No. 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 It was like maybe I'm thinking. Bucks. Maybe I'm thinking of a different game. Hero Quest was like eighty bucks. That's what it was. And it came like you know it came with like the the main box set and then like yeah. every single expansion which yeah. was so this game. one was 30 bucks and they send you the game yeah and it has two expansions that we haven't like two add-ons to the game like that we haven't even like explored mm. there's like trading there's like a trade caravan thing you can do there's yeah. expansions to your game mat you can add on to when, when you're done with your spiel i have a question to ask oh why don't you so, ask her right now Will well you let me riff? uh yeah um since this game was a kickstarter yeah is it has it been still picked up but yeah well has it been picked up by anybody do you know no it's still independently published um and they came out with an expansion called inquisitor i think um or the inquisition or something yeah i think they came out with it like last year but i don't think there's been any expansion since oh so i don't think it's like the two game designers like their full-time job like this is just like a game that they came up with and designed and yeah you know um but you know, it's, I like that it's a literally like any sort of like kingdom builder to me is like really, really cool. You know, like you can see your kingdom like expand and grow like, oh, here's some, like a field. Now it's got like a farm on it. Now it's got like a bakery attached to it now that makes even more wheat and all that stuff. It's just fun to see like your kingdom grow. Um, the it's really it can be really, really simple to learn it's mm-hmm. like some aspects of it's kind of hard to wrap wrap your head around but it's pretty easy to teach and um the game can go really fucking quick like we could play a game in like 20 minutes if you get lucky that's uh, i think that's where the another another yes part of no, the chance but i mean like in. last night like we played for 20 minutes and i was like almost in the advanced age right and mm. that was with us talking a lot yeah. And, and, like, we were both... And you were, like, actually like right behind me, too. I don't know about that. I was, like, not there, basically. Yeah. But, like, we were, you know, taking I played enough time. to remember how to play. Yeah. And that's about it. But you were taking your time... We were taking our time, and it yeah. was, like, 20 minutes, and we were, like, probably two-thirds of the way through the game. That's true. So, not too shabby. Um, the more pl- The more players you play with, the more interesting it gets with, like, with the attack functions, to, like, mechanics, too. Like, I would really like to play with, like, Trey and Emily. One night. With our neighbors. Yeah, our neighbors. Um, Man, I can't even... Uh, like, that's a whole other conversation about convincing non-gaming people to play board oh, games. Oh, Jesus. I had a long conversation last night with Eric Weyer about that, about how it's, like, even in miniature tabletop gaming, like, that's, like... If you're, like, a board gamer or card 
game person, like that's a niche, right? Yeah. It's not like a mainstream thing. And then you go to the tabletop war games, and encompasses that is even like more no, yeah, so like Napoleon, even like miniature, like historical miniatures, and all yeah. that stuff. That's a niche. And then you go down to like shit like that, like you know, Lord of the Rings strategy battle game. That's like an, another niche. Yeah. And then when you go into like Mordheim or Inquisitor twenty eight, like that's a niche within a niche within a niche within a niche. And then if yeah. you're really really good at that and well renowned in the community, like. Eric Wire is like, that's like. Are you just section. are you just name dropping? Is that what you're doing? No, no. I feel like I'm just you are. Like he's the. Because I don't know who that is, well, but he's, they're the people who are um, him and his brothers run a very like prominent. They're editors of a very prominent like fanzine of a style called Inquisition Twenty Eight or Ink Twenty Eight, and Blanchitsu. It's a um, kind of like an art style kind of with miniatures and all that kind of crap. But anyway, like, I was talking to him about it last night, and it's kind of difficult to approach people on how to play games. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it's difficult difficult enough to, like, make new friends, like, as adults, like, unless, like, we're, you're thrown into situations, like, oh, our kids go to school together, they play soccer together, Mm -hmm. you know, or, like, they're our neighbors. I was telling Eric last night, I was like, you know, I can't just go up to someone at the gym and be like, Hey. hey, you want to play a game? Yeah, I love the way you squat. <laughs> if you need a spot, let me know. Also, do you want to come over and play uh, Lord of the Rings Strategy Battle? You want to come over and play games with me? Yeah, like <laughs> we're not fucking. We, you know, we're not in like sixth grade anymore. Yeah. So it's really difficult to meet people and approach them about playing games. For sure. Um, unless you're really, really comfortable in your own skin. Which, yeah. I mean, when it comes to, I, I mean, I guess for me, like, I don't have anything to lose, because like. I'm not emotionally invested in in games necessarily. And so, like, if I yeah. were to be like, hey, like, do you want to come over and, like, hang out sometime? Maybe, like, we could play games. You know, like, that wouldn't be... I don't know. Even, like, even if somebody, like, totally rejected me, I'd be like, all right, whatever. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, guy. Seriously. No, I mean, like, yeah, again, kind of getting back to with your comfortable in your own skin, like, comfortable in your own friends, right? Like, yeah. if your friends... If you have the friends that you... That you need, and then you're just looking for friends that you want. It's like, hey, like I've yeah. got awesome friends. I've got great people I, in my life. Fuck I don't know about you. I don't know about you, Bill, but I don't need any friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got me, baby. I don't have any friends, and I don't need them. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I have like three friends. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, what else do you want to yeah, say about to Era of right, Kingdoms? All right. So let me talk about the bad things really quick. Um, the bad things. It's a Kickstarter-backed game in that, like, it's a self-published. There's no guarantee it'll be around forever. It's not like a Sellers of Gatan kind of game. Right. You're not going to be able to go to Target and pick it yeah, up. Yeah. Like you got to order it directly from their website, which kind of sucks. It really sucks ass. Um, the resource mechanic can kind of be hard to wrap your head around at first. Like, oh, like, I don't get, like, resource tokens to then spend. It's like, mm. no, like, whatever's on your mat, like... Is what you have. Is what you have, and then you can use it as many times as you want. Yeah. See, but I, I like that, though. I think that's a plus. It is, it is a plus. It's much simpler, right? Yeah. It's in terms of management. It's yeah. like, oh, like, if I have two wheat and two wood, like, that's the res- so resources I have. Like, I'll just play this card. Yeah. And the second you play that the new card, that then contributes to resources for the next card you play. So it's... Right. It makes the game go back quicker, but it was just hard for me to wrap my head around in terms of resource management at first. I don't know why. It just was. Yeah. Um... And really, I mean, 
that's it. Yeah, it's a solid um, game. Yeah, I think it's, it's a solid game. One little thing I would like to point out is that some of their premier uh, backers on Kickstarter, the people are actually named after the most expensive people. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they named them, and then if you and if you didn't get in on that tier, like you could like name. Like the the vineyards and the bakeries and like the farms and lumber camps and That's stuff. That's like right. Can, I remember yeah, you telling that was, me that. Like, I thought that was just that was it, such a nice touch. It is a nice touch, but it is funny that when you look at the people cards, like you can kind of tell mm. <laughs> which ones. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, or true. like yeah, the contributors. The yeah, some of the backers. <laughs> yeah, because some of them are just fucking. No, they're, they're it, fucking ugly. Yeah. Like, it's like poor cool. things. Poor things. Yeah. Hey, we're we're not helping our karma though by saying stuff like that. Anyway, cheese and rice. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. We don't want to be bullying. Yeah. No. It's but it's a it's a great game. I'm sorry. Solid. I retract my ugly statement. Yeah. What would you rate this game? Right. Sorry. I'd say it's a seven, a solid seven. A solid seven. Maybe like an eight. Like I reserve an eight for things like Hero Quest, where it's just like dumb, like mindless, like just. Yeah, but that's for you, right? Like, yeah. you know, what we could do at some point in our nerdy lives is create some sort of like rubric for Ooh. our own personal rating system. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. Like we could like each determine. Yeah. What is important to us? criteria wise for games and then rate each game based on our personal rubrics yeah that would be a silly thing to do like i want to give it an 8.5 you're you're absolutely right and we should do that but i was just looking at our our shelf of board games like i want to give it an actually an 8.5 but i can't do it i gotta give it i think like an eight yeah so same maybe some no seven and a half well great yeah. That's awesome. What else do you want to say about this game? I got nothing. I'm I tired. got nothing either. I'm tired. exhausted. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get candy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So tonight we're going to be talking about Candace Montgomery. Murder. Murder. So our story begins in 1980 when fashion was unstoppable and perms were in. Okay. <laughs> Um, so before I actually tell you the whole story, cause a lot of the, the way I want to tell the story is kind of from my perspective in a way, like I'm kind of, kind of be flying by the seat of my pants. Um, because I find the, the story is just wild. It's, it's very weird. Um, so I think ideally you always want to be telling these stories with like a flashlight underneath your chin. Pretty much, you know I mean? pretty much. Um, so I'm trying to remember the name, or I'm trying to find the name of the town, but it's in a small Texas town, Wiley, Texas. Ah. I think it's outside of Fort Worth. Probably. Yeah. So in Wiley, Texas in 1980. Okay. Basically, there are these two couples who attend the same church, okay? Um, Candy and Pat Montgomery, or Candace and Pat. Okay. A husband and wife, Montgomery. Yeah. And um, Betty and... Oh, I can't remember her husband's name. Dick. No, it's... Um, Eustace. No, keep guessing. Maybe e- it'll Eugene. come to me. No. Um, Barry. I can't remember. Anyway, Terrence. so Betty and her husband, Gore. 
Mr. and Mrs. Gore, and okay. then the Monk. So there's the, there's the Gores okay. and the Montgomerys. Okay. Anyway, so um, it's a small town, right? It's 1980. There are these two stay-at-home moms. They attend the same Methodist church. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty much like their whole lives kind of revolve around church and family. Their church and family, right? Let me get a sip of my wine. Uh, and so, basically, what ends up happening is that Candy Montgomery and Betty Gore's wife, mm-hmm. I mean husband, Betty Gore's husband, um, for months and months and months plan together to have an affair. Like, basically, they legit like sit down and they're like, here, we're going to have an affair. Oh shit! Yeah, they sit. They go to the same church. They, Candy and yeah, Mr. Gore. So so the, okay. so Candy Montgomery and I, why can't I remember this man's Alan? Alan, son of a bitch! That son of a bitch. Al Alan. Gore. Al, what? Goddamn. <laughs> so Alan and Candy. Yeah. Decide they're gonna have an affair. Okay. Okay. And. They plan it. They like basically are like, these are the rules. Like we can only meet, we can never meet at our homes. We must always do this in a hotel. They, you know, and basically what the most important rule that they both came up with was no kissing. Yeah. Nothing on the, no no kissing on the mouth. Um, was that if they ever developed feelings for either one of each other, that, that the affair had to stop because it was just for fun. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, your face is very telling. So, and it's just like, in a way, I can almost respect it in a way because it's like, they're just fucking bored and they're trying to like fill their time. I I don't, I guess it's not respect. I don't know. I don't know. It's still lying and it's cheating and it's terrible and it's awful. I don't know. You're like, I, I, I admire their contractualness. <laughs> I appreciate boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Honoring your commitments. <laughs> um, being on time, probably. Being too. punctual. Yeah, being being punctual, punctual to your affair. I tell you I'm what. Sure that was a rule. I tell you what. That's probably the one thing I could be like, yeah, yeah, good job, guys. Uh, so anyway, so they start carrying on with this affair, uh-huh. okay? Um, and the details about what ends up happening to end the affair. I've read a few different sources and they all don't know a hundred percent on what happened, but eventually Al and Betty get pregnant again. They have a little girl already who's like, I think she's like seven or eight or something and they get pregnant again. And so Alan is like, okay, I'm stopping the affair. Um, you know, I need to focus on like getting my marriage back together and like making a healthy marriage because I have another kid on the way. So. Oh, now's the time to do that. Yeah, right. Exactly. So anyway, what ends up happening later is that um, Candy, Candace and Betty, I think they start kind of like weirdly spending time together. And... Um, they're both of their kids start playing together, being friends. And this is the story according to candy. And, and I know whoever's listening to this is probably thinking like, she just watched the TV show, but the TV show is actually super duper fucking accurate. 
even down to like the, the hairstyles. Well, no, like, the hairstyles, yes, but also like the murder scene. Oh. Like she almost like it's almost like. Well, don't spoil it for me. Okay. I mean, well, yeah. I'm just saying not it's, the TV show, it, but the murder. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's very, very accurate. But the TV show is very accurate because I have also read a few articles that basically are exactly the same. Okay. However, they have to create a co- coherent storyline. Therefore, some of the, they have to fill in some of the details. Anyway, um, so um, Betty's daughter is playing at Candy's house. Okay. Okay. And for some reason, whether according to the TV show, it's there's a, she needs to go get um, a swimsuit from Betty's house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so Candy drives over to Betty's house to go get her little girl's swimsuit so they can swim. Okay. And basically what ends up happening is that Candy goes over there and this is just what they find later, but it's hard to like even put it into words. When Betty is finally found, like 13 hours later, okay, the the people who do find her are just like absolutely appalled because, I mean, appalled isn't even a strong enough word. Basically, Betty is all over their fucking laundry room. There is an, there, there's, her face is like gone. Her arms are hacked, like hacked to death. She has been hit with an axe 41 times in their laundry room. Holy fucking shit. There is blood on absolutely blood and brains and goo all over everything on their laundry room. Floor, ceiling, windows, everywhere. And honestly, the worst part about it is that, and I'm sorry, but the the worst part about it was that the they're they're thirteen. I think she was like thirteen to eighteen months old. Their baby was left in the crib screaming. Yeah, yeah I remember like for, walking on that. Part. Yeah, that one was really bad. At least at least she didn't hurt the baby. Yeah. It, I mean, she did, right? She left that baby there to die, basically. Yeah. Um, but um, the baby cried until she was found, right? So like thirteen hours later, and she was hoarse. Oh yeah, for sure. From from screaming, which like oh. it makes my fucking bones hurt. But um, so anyway, like come to f- and it's like the story is so interesting because what can- this is what Candy says. Candy says that when she went over to the house to get the swimsuit, Betty Gore basically cornered her with the axe and said. I know about your affair with my husband. So Mm. like Betty, this is according to Candy, right? So take this with an enormous grain of salt. But um, Betty like corners her with the ax and she's like, I know that you've been, you had an affair with my husband and like, I'm going to kill you now. And according to Candy, like she wrestles the, the ax away from her. And in, in, and this is actually true because like, they're like, Okay, so you wrestled the axe away from her and then hit her with it 41 times? Like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? So she, what she says is that basically in the wrestling of the axe, Betty, like, 
somehow gets close enough to her and tells her to shush. She like goes shh in her face, like she, to be quiet. And something about her saying shh to Candy, like made her snap. And it like it was like some sort of connection to her childhood trauma. And she like somebody like either molested her or beat her or abused her or something. And while they were doing that, said shh. And so it, she like, um, what did they call it? Flashback. She had like a flashback to, mm-hmm. to whenever this trauma was. And, um, and so that's why she hit her so many times. And I don't want to go into the detail for like what the scene actually looked like, but it was like the police officers like got sick. Like, they couldn't look at it for too long. They would only, like, glance. I mean, granted, it's a small town in Texas, right? Yeah. But, I mean, the scene was just, like, unlike anything, anybody in that police department or any any part of, the, really, that part of the state had ever seen before, right? Like, getting hit with an axe 41 times in a small town. Like, what warrants that, you know? So, anyway, so she... Uh, I, I don't remember when she actually... Um, gets caught for it. Um, But she doesn't like, Candy doesn't like uh, confess or anything. Uh, She gets caught, right? Like the the evidence basically like leads up to her because she's the last person to have seen her. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is, uh, this is taken from Oxygen. Do you remember, you know, the TV show, the TV channel made for women? Kind of, I vaguely remember, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Made for women, by women, and mostly men. So this is from Oxygen, and it says, Just weeks after the murder, Candy became the main suspect in the case, which sent shockwaves through the small community. Even the police struggled to understand how Candy, an attractive housewife, could also be a killer. Um, Many, including those in the couple's church, stood by Candy and her husband as rumors circulated. Because basically, when she was finally charged, nobody believed she did it. Like, no one believed she did it. And she never told anybody that she did or didn't do it. So they were all like, she's innocent, she's innocent. It, must, it had to have been a drifter that came through the town. Yeah, how many fucking, oh my God. Drifters, many, like, it's many, never a goddamn drifter. Yeah, how many murder hobos out, are There's out there? There's none. There's maybe, like, one, right? Um, so, because everybody really liked her, right? She was involved in the community, in her church. She was in the choir, mm-hmm. and she taught Sunday school. Um, and so anyway, so the trial started, the, you know, cause she was finally actually caught and charged with, with this murder. Mm. Um, and basically that's when everything like kind of came out and that's when everybody, like all of the evidence actually came out and everybody in the town kind of started to go like, Oh, maybe she did do this. Yeah. Um, but like, how could someone hack up their friend, right? Like, how could someone go from being like, hey, girlfriend, I need to borrow your daughter's swimsuit so our girls can go swimming, to I'm literally going to, like, cut butcher your... I'm going to butcher you to death. Yeah. In a matter of, like, minutes, right? You. Isn't that crazy? So, Oof. so the whole trial, you know, goes underway. Everything, you know, is presented. And the jury acquits... Candy. Are you fucking kidding me? No. They believed her about the the shh 
when basically they were like, you, you couldn't control yourself. It was, it, it was the insanity defense. And it was like one of the few times that the insanity defense actually works. And uh, they acquitted her months after Betty was killed. Uh, and then Candy left the state and has kept a low profile ever since. So that bitch is still out there. She's still out there. Can you believe that? And that guy has not like tried she, to... She divorced her husband. And I think I think she lives up in the north somewhere now. And is, if you can believe this, a counselor. Like a therapist. <laughs> Can you believe that's a true fucking story? Well, what about fucking like the Al Gore? No, he he actually ends up like just like remarrying because men in the eighties and seventies and eighties basically just need mothers to be married to bang maids for the rest of their lives, and he was like, I don't know how to do my own dishes, so I guess I better get married again. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. What about the kids? Of, what about the kids? The Gore kids? Like, I cannot believe that they're I, not like. I don't know. Like, I mean, I have a feeling that they basically kind of like went on, uh, under the radar after like, all of this, especially after she was completely acquitted. Like the fact that she was completely acquitted, right, is crazy to me. Like. I cannot fucking believe that. I can't believe that those kids aren't doing anything about it. They're fucking adults now. Yeah. They're older than we are. Yep. I, I, I mean, I know it's just absolutely, the, the story in and of itself isn't, I don't know. Like, it's just such a. How, like, I don't know. Maybe like. It's, they, like, it's like, it's like, the, it's like a, it's like a horror story. Right. Yes. And like, for me, they should have at least like in addition to charging her with first degree murder, they should have charged her with like reckless abandonment or something. And like on top of that, like if someone is so fragile, if someone is so fragile mentally that, that someone shushing you is going to cause you to fly into a rage, I'm sorry. Should that person not be like at the very least put behind bars to keep the community safe? Yeah. Like, how many times have you been shushed in your life by a stranger? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me started about this. On the shushing. shushing. On the shushing. The shusher, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Is it rude? Absolutely. Is it enraging? 100% to be shushed. No, I'm just kidding. But it's, I mean... That's fucking crazy. Isn't that's a really, that? That's a really good point about keeping the community safe. Right? Like, but that's the whole point about, like, I'm sorry. If you can get off of a murder charge while pleading the insanity defense, it shouldn't be like, yes, I was insane in the moment. Therefore, I should go free. It should be like, no, no, no. You were insane in that moment. Therefore, you need, you need treatment. treatment. You need yeah. treatment. Because that's right? like the whole argument against, like, public intoxication. Like mm-hmm. people getting arrested, it's like, well, you're not, you're, you're, you're a danger. You're a danger to, to, to the your, community. You're a danger to the community and and or yourself. Exactly, exactly. So what in the fuck? Yeah. So. Oh my god. Right. That poor kid. That baby. Yeah, like look at this. I just found this is from Texas Monthly. This is remember when Alan and Candy were coming up with like the list of rules for their affair. Yeah. They literally wrote them out like on like like on paper. Oh, and, that's smart. Right. 
That's or, really smart. Yeah. If, look, these are the rules. If either one of them ever wanted to end the affair for whatever reason, it would end. No questions asked. Number, rule number two, if either one became too emotionally involved, the affair would end. Number three, if they ever started taking risks that shouldn't be taken, the affair would end. All expenses, look at this, they had thought of everything. All expenses, food, motel room, gasoline would be shared equally. They would only meet on weekdays while their spouses were at work. Candy would be in charge of fixing lunch on the days they met so that they could have more time. They figured they would need all of uh, all of Alan's two-hour lunch. Candy would be in charge of getting the motel room for the same reason. They would meet on a Tuesday or a Thursday, once every two weeks. Like, it's so fucking specific. Like, that's... Is that, like, normal for affairs, you know? Like... I don't know. I should ask my buddy who's had one. I feel... You're a sailor. I feel like you have multiple buddies who've had them. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So, um, so, anyway, that is the story of Candy Montgomery. And, like, to me, wow. like, it's scary knowing that there are people that, like, she's, not that she's out there, but also, like, there are tons of people in the world who've, who've killed people in awful, terrible ways. And you could be just, like, walking by them on the street, you know? God. I mean. I have, like, three buddies that have had affairs. <laughs> counting, starting to take yeah, account. Yeah, starting to tie him up. Yeah. So anyway, that's and, the uh, story. A fourth, a fourth one who's been cheated on, or had an affair Jesus. on. Someone who has been cheated on. Yeah. Well, they probably wouldn't know too much about how to accomplish a successful affair. Oh. God. Yeah. So isn't that bananas? And like. One of the things that I loved about the TV show was the accuracy of that laundry room. Like, the way they did it on the TV show. Like, when I read the articles and the when I read about the specifics of the crime scene, like, nailed it. Like, down to... It's almost like... It was almost like to scale. Wow. Uh, I mean, they didn't show her body too much on the TV show, but, like... When I read it online, what it looked like, I mean, it was like her, like, I think one of her eyes was like on the floor, like split in half and her Ooh. face was just like totally caved in. Fuck. Like, like I just like, and the, another thing I loved about the TV show was like when her husband, when Candy's husband was kind of starting to think maybe she did do it. He went into the backyard. This is this is probably not true historically, but like in the TV show, they show him going into the backyard and taking an axe and just like slamming it into the tree a tree stump like forty one times, and you see just how fucking tired he gets, like how 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 like physically exhausting it is to wield an axe and swing it forty one times, yeah, and then rip it out, right, like. Ugh. Yeah. Fucking brutal. Anyway. Murder. Murder. <laughs> My God. But the fact that, isn't that, it's just like, it's like something out of a novel. It's so crazy. I hope the, that jury can sleep well at night. Well, you, you know what's interesting? I think you'll think this is interesting. And I had never thought of it until I saw some random person on the internet talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> But 
why do we have to do jury duty? Like, there's like all these jabronis that the government pulls off of the street and they're like, hey, you don't know anything about the law? Perfect. Come in and decide on these really complicated cases. And this random dude was like, why, why isn't that a job? To be like a, a, a jury, a, per, a professional juror. Like, why wouldn't they hire like, like, twelve? Because it's English. It's English law. So like, stupid. It's, it's literally like a thousand, fifteen hundred years old. Like, it's they. I and I tell my students this all the time. Just because something's been done a certain way forever doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Like, I think it would be. It would be like so much more. I don't know. I feel like it would be more effective. The, that's one way to fix the legal system in its many, many holes. But like, if it's just like a, a jury of 12 lawyers or people who are trained in the law, mm-hmm. you know, that would, that, I feel like that's a smart idea. I don't feel like that's a dumb idea. Uh, it costs a lot of money. Remember? Imagine how much jurors... Oh, because... Jurors yeah, make. jurors make, like, what, like, $12 a day? Yeah, it's, like, nothing. Yeah. And they give you... I think like, they pay you in lunch. Yeah, they give you, like, a lunch, and that's, like, pretty much it, which is, yeah. like, fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, that is the story of Candy Montgomery and Betty Gore. Really gory. <laughs> okay, so what are we doing next time, baby? Do we know? I don't know. Maybe Wiz War? I don't know. Wiz War? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that way we can like compare the old one and the new one. Ooh. Yeah, because we, we used to play the old version of Wiz War. Yeah. And now we can play the updated version. The new improved. Yeah. And a murder I could do. Yeah, you My God, on, there's so many. You think on that. God, I feel like Texas is just riddled with murder. Everywhere. All the time, constantly. Time. I wish I knew. There's so many, like, there's so many recent murders that I would love to learn more about. But, like, uh, because, like, the trials haven't happened yet. Like, we don't know any of the, the, the evidence. Like, I would love to... Remember that story about that guy in Deer Park where we used to live uh, who murdered his son? Yeah. I want I want to do that one so bad. Because he... Th- like, that's such a fucked up, weird story. Like, he, like, told it. He basically, like, told, I love you, son. And then, like, stabbed him to death or something. Or shot him. I forget. He was, like, dying on the floor. And then he was, like, okay, well, I love you, son. And then, like, killed him. Yeah. It was, it's just, like, a fucked up thing. Anyway. Ugh. All right. I guess we'll see everybody next time. God. On Board to, to Death. death. See ya. Open, 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 open,